0: Hey, my name is Carl Savchik. Uh, in the Capitalist Pigs world, I'm known as the Notorious P.I.G. Uh, you may know me from DynastyOneFantasy.com and the Dynasty One podcast. I want to thank Scott personally for putting on the Capitalist Pigs League. It's a really fun and innovative league. It's very different from anything that I've done before because not only is it an uh, auction league, but it's something to where I don't think any of the 28 participants knew what they were getting into when they, when they first jumped into this because the, it, it's, it, the capitalist pig's name is so appropriate because the dollar is ever-changing in this league. The, the value of what the dollar is worth, for those of you who don't know, you can spend your money on players, but you can also save your money for rookie drafts and devy drafts and free agency. But every time you try to save your money, the dollar ends up being worth less than it was before. But we're starting to see a little bit of a rebound in that. So it may end up coming back to where it was before. Uh, it's such an innovative league. Everything Scott does is great. Um and I just want to give my heartfelt thanks to him for all the hard work he does for not only the capitalist pig speak but also just the whole fantasy community, everything that he puts into it. So uh thanks Scott Now in darkness world stops turning she's where the body's burning. No more war pigs of the power, and as God has struck the hour.
1: Hey, welcome back to Fantasy Insanity. I've got a returning guest here, uh, Come, Scott Fish, coming back on to talk about a league that I have already talked about a little bit here and there on this podcast. He's talked about it on Bull Rush. You've probably heard about it on Dynasty One, uh, Trade Calculator, all kinds of podcasts. Uh, we're going to talk some capitalist pigs. Scott Fish, how are you doing today, man?
2: I'm doing good. Excited to talk about this league. It's probably become my favorite league. Uh, that's why we're making a pigs too. So I'm excited to talk about it.
1: Yeah, It it as soon as I saw this format, uh, I was overwhelmed by it. It is, I've never seen anything like it. So um, we won't waste too much time. Uh, people know Scott. We don't really need to do... Too terribly much of an introduction, but you do have one new thing. If you want to you pump that, the listeners of this podcast most likely will like that. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great companion piece to this podcast. I think uh, it's a new podcast called Commission Impossible. I do it with uh, uh, Ryan McDowell of uh, DLF and Roto World fame. Uh, it's we, we just dig into commissioner issues we don't have guests like uh, like John does we we don't really dig into specific leagues quite as much maybe a little but uh, uh, that's that's the awesome stuff you get on this podcast on on our Commission impossible podcast you're just you're gonna get us talking about ways to handle certain situations um, uh, unique rules and how to implement them how to transition your leagues to certain things and uh, more, more commissioner issues, I guess. Uh, the first episode revolves around tanking, seeding playoffs, stuff like that. It's really, man, the support for it's been really amazing. I, I encourage you to check it out because a lot of people really seem to like it. And uh, we would love the listens. We would love you to check it out. And, uh, and if you have any questions or comments on it, commissionpod at gmail.com we are responding to everyone so uh please give us a listen
1: yeah i highly encourage everybody to, to listen to that uh you and ryan are obviously two of the premier commissions so you're gonna get good advice you're gonna hear probably some good stories along the way i'm assuming you guys both know how to tell a story so i assume that there will be plenty of good stories in that podcast so all right, we're going to we're going to dig into Capitalist Pigs. Uh, this is a league I was lucky enough to get an invite into in the original version. So Scott, we're going to just kind of start at the beginning. I I don't even know where did you come up with the idea to run a league in this way? Like when did this idea first strike you and how long did it take you to develop this?
2: You know, Ryan McDowell and I have very different ways of st- developing a league. He spends a couple days and then he starts the league. This one took me about three months to try to figure out how to close every loophole I possibly could. And as John knows from year one, <laughs> I still didn't succeed in closing all the loopholes. <laughs> There's There are quite a few that we're going to have to close in year two.
1: But uh, we'll, t- we'll touch on that jerk that pushed one of those loopholes a little bit.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm not even sure which, which loophole you're talking about or which jerk, but there's so many in the league that it could, it could be anybody.
1: <laughs> I'm, re- I'm referring to myself, but oh. all right, let's, let, let's, let's just uh, a, a little bit, if you want to explain kind of how the league is set up so that people can get a little bit of an okay. understanding on it.
2: Okay, well, I, I guess first off, I love rivalries, so I wanted to create a league with the rivalries. The, the main thing that made me want to create this league is because I wanted to not have to use my rookie picks or rookie money in a certain year. Uh, there are some years when the rookies come out, everybody is fighting for them. I have rookie picks. I trade them away because I'm not interested in, in a certain rookie class. I'm only interested in a couple players, whatever. Um, I wanted a league where I could take that auction, that, that rookie capital, that auction money, and use it in, in the next rookie draft. So I made this league where we have all the money just rolls over from draft to auction to free agency to the next auction to the next draft, whatever. It just constantly rolls over. You have a constant big bank roll, and that's that money you use for everything. Another thing I wanted was to have a couple copies of every player. Because it sucks. It sucks when you're in a league and you really want OBJ, but somebody's got him and refuses to trade him. This league, there's two copies of every player. Pigs 2 will have four copies of every player. But this league, if you want OBJ and one guy won't give him up, go to the other guy and see if he'll give him up. It's uh, You can trade for... You have two, two options to trade for every player. So, those are two of the main things in this league. There's also rivalry games, which I know are in existence in lots of leagues. So, I don't know that I need to explain those. Do you think, John? No, I, I think,
1: uh, other than the fact that, like, they're, with the rivalry games, you have to put something on the line. And there's, you know, trophies that people are trying to collect. Uh, that's a unique aspect that I've seen in this league.
2: Right, and and there's a progressive pot to that. Um, if you have, if you win five rivalry games, which will take at least six years, you'll get a pot of at least six hundred dollars. It, it goes up by a hundred every year. Um, and if you complete the pig, which would take at least eight years, <laughs> now, I I have to imagine this league will be around that long. But I I have provisions if it folds. That completing the peg will be at least an $800 prize if someone manages to do that. Um, so yeah, there are things with the rivalry. Another thing with the bankroll in this league, and I know this is a lot of information coming at the listeners' ear holes right at the start. The bankroll, you can bet on anything. You can bet it on the Olympics. You can bet, bet on baseball games. You can bet on football games. You can bet, you can bet your bankroll money. On anything you want outside of pigs you don't have to you don't have to bet it on fantasy football you can bet it on anything and I know John's done a lot of that
1: yeah I've, I've enjoyed the betting uh, it has been I think profitable I'm hoping. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see when the when the 2016 season ends I think I'm coming out on the positive but we're, we're gonna go back to the beginning so we, we were assigned you know a starting budget for the startup auction Network. Oh, we're going to
2: talk about that first mistake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it, so the, the startup auction, uh, for those that don't know, it was a slow running auction. And it was also a point of discussion, proxy versus non-proxy. Mm-hmm. So I, I prefer non-proxy. I enjoyed the auction. There were others that would have preferred it to be proxy. It would have gone perhaps a little bit faster Uh, One of the things that happened with non-proxy is you get bid up late. (laughs) There's nothing you can do about it. Um, What was the, you know, I I assume you obviously enjoy Mm -hmm. non-proxy. What are your feelings about the opening auction?
2: (laughs) I definitely think there were two mistakes made by me as a commissioner. First off, the clock was 24 hours, which was far too long. Uh, I, th- I think 16 hours is probably the money spot for that, 16 to 18 hours, maybe 16 hours. If you're going to go non-proxy, 24 hours is too long. Proxy, 24 hours is fine. Non-proxy – proxy is eBay style for those that don't know. You you put in a bid and uh, it's kind of blind and people – you know, put in their bids, and it does, the timer doesn't reset until it gets to the value you put in. Non-proxy, the exact amount of money that's bid on a player is visible at all times. So when it gets down to five minutes left, you know exactly how much you have to bid to to knock that back, that clock back up. I think uh, I think the other problem with this startup auction was the. Uh, the allowing of trading future money for current auction money, which made the values of players go ridiculous.
1: Now, now let's, let's get into that just a little bit. The, nobody traded future money for now money early in the auction. Nope. It was only as we were closing into the end. right? And there were a couple of owners who realized, I'm just going to go ahead and punt year one. <laughs> and I don't need this money. But what I can do is essentially charge interest. And if I give you $50 now, you're going to have to give me $75, you know, whenever you get it or whatever. I don't remember what the actual, what, what the uh, interest rates were, but I do remember them being high.
2: It, uh, and they were made up too. I think the, the interest <laughs> rates changed. I mean, Carl Safchik said this on Dynasty One, and it's so right that this league is kind of like a mini little economy. Like it's got its own vet. Va- like the value of the dollar in this league goes up and down. Sometimes at the whim of the owner. Sometimes because <laughs> of the amount of money that's in the league uh, out there at the time. It's it's unreal. But yeah, nobody cared about getting future money until the end of the draft, and then prices just skyrocketed. Oh man! But yeah, it's uh, it's your ba- it's your basic auction only. Uh, there's two copies of players, so you got to decide on if you want to bid on the first copy or the second copy, which you think might be cheaper, etc.
1: Do you happen to remember uh, there were – I think Ezekiel Elliott was one player, and I think Le'Veon Bell may have been the other player. Do you happen to remember what copy one went for and then what copy two went for? Uh,
2: I don't remember the copy one and two on on uh, Zeke. I believe – I believe one of the copies of Zeke went in the 160-ish range. Uh, but I know that Lev Bell, I think the first copy went about 150, 160, something there. And the second copy went in the
1: maybe 275 range. And this is with a startup. Uh, we, did we have 1,000 or 1,500? 1, 1,200. We had 1,200. We had 1,200 to start with. Uh, so clearly the person that spent the, that uh, second copy borrowed a significant amount of money uh, basically mortgaging their future in order to get that player now, which it was fascinating to watch. Uh, And it, like you said, it was a little micro economy. And we all realized that I think as it was going on that it truly did create like a class system in this little league. There were those that were just taking all the money right now, spending like crazy, and i believe all those teams probably ended up doing fairly well there were those that gave away money and other than izzy you know lucking into this playoff berth that he got and lost wow. uh i don't know how he got there and then once he got there i don't know how how it fell apart for him so quickly but uh and then there's then there's nathan let's let's talk about oh. nathan just just for a moment uh nathan took the Extremely productive struggle. <laughs> I think we should call it out in this one. He traded away. Did you have any idea how much money he actually traded away for his future money?
2: I uh, I think it ended up being four hundred and something dollars of I mean, uh, future money. Um,
1: I'm wondering how it, much he got back in return for that. He had to have gotten close to $500 probably. Yeah.
2: Cause he charged interest. Yeah. That's he's going to have a lot of money this off season to spend on rookies. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. And he went big in the, he he went big into the Debbie auction. He saved all of his money for that, which Oh, Debbie is part of this league. Yeah. Small, a small, a small part of it, but it's still part of it. How did you incorporate Debbie, but still keep it so that the rookie auctions will be interesting.
2: Well, because there are two copies, not everyone loves Debbie. And I want to make sure that people who love Debbie could play in this league and people who didn't love Debbie could play in this league. So basically I made it so one copy could be in the Debbie auction. The other copy could not be bought in a Debbie auction. It had to be saved for the rookie auction. So therefore, if you really wanted like a Juju Smith-Schuster uh on your Debbie if you wanted to get him now, thought the value was better to draft him as a Debbie, you could draft him now as a Debbie. But that means the second copy would definitely, definitely be in the rookie draft next year for everybody else to bid on. So that was one way to incorporate Debbie and allow the Debbie players to play Debbie, to to have this be a Debbie League, but also allow other people to you know completely ignore the Debbie aspect. Uh, I, and you also get a stipend for the Debbie auction. So that that also gives those other people a little bit of a nice advantage, getting that Debbie money but not spending it. So it's uh, it's definitely an interesting little quirk to the league. And, and about Nathan, there is punting and then there is what Nathan did. I mean, that the level of punt that he made in year one was amazing. I, I, I've never seen a, a team that bad in my
1: life. Yet he outscored three of us in week fourteen. Uh, just, just, just to make me feel even worse about week fourteen, Nathan outscored me and two other people in this league in week fourteen because that's just how bad week fourteen was for all of my teams. Like you said, he's got a lot of money going forward in the future, which is which is what's cool. If you don't spend it, you can save it and it rolls over. That's what makes this league so unique everybody so throughout here i'm gonna intersperse just a few quick comments from some of the owners in the league i think here is a good time to hear from nathan powell of dynasty tradecast and what he thinks of the league and his team
0: yeah uh my thoughts on cp1 um basically i think it's gonna be a lot different between the two because in cp1 we found out that i mean it's it's cp1 we found out afterwards that how money is and how the prices change in terms of market value and the price of a dollar. Uh, between the start of the startup and then pretty much every day afterwards, the value of a dollar decreases. So the better the players you get early on, the better your team is going to look. Future money is overrated. You can, there's so many ways to get future money that, you know, don't worry about not having any money, even going into the season, much less not having any money going into next year. So uh, those are my thoughts my pigs team. I think it's kosher, kosher Pig. My team is terrible because uh, I I stashed away all my money for – the following year, and uh, the price of the dollar went way down. So now I have a bunch of money and not really much to show for other than a few good Debbie players.
1: Uh, just, just to dig on myself a little bit, I was the one that probably instituted a rule change for future Debbie auctions because I went ahead and <laughs> nominated a player who would likely be, like, you know, a very late-round rookie draft pick. It was what I – term you know i said i'm taking a flyer on a guy that nobody wanted <laughs> i think it upset some people i did have some others that actually said hey that's a that's a valid strategy yeah. it's legit Yep. uh it it's, was not the intent there so I, I i am sorry and i did feel bad oh,
2: it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's it's not a big deal it's it, honestly like a lot of things in leagues a year later it's a blip on the radar it's yep. it's barely even noticeable it's gone it's done whatever who cares um yeah, this year is going to be interesting with that draft. I wanted to say this about Nathan. 26 of the 28 teams – no, 25 of the 28 teams scored at least 1,600 points. He scored 900.
1: <laughs> and that's probably – that. that's probably really close. To, I know he hates potential points, but that's probably not far off from what his potential points actually were either.
2: Yeah, but, I think he scored 950 and his potential was 1080. <laughs>
1: So, wow. he, he was he was at least fairly efficient there, so that's that's good. Yep. Uh, but he he's got a ways to climb up, but he's got the he's got the firepower to do it. So it's going to yeah. be really interesting to see how you know how he progresses through this league in such a such a weird little economy. And then I, uh, I really think it's going to be interesting how the Devi copies versus the rookie copies, the value differences. I don't, I don't, I don't, I still don't know value in this league. I don't know that oh, anybody actually no. Like and
2: I think it's constantly shifting. That's, that's the trouble with trying to pin down value. You, in, in most dynasty leagues, you can like mentally say a first round pick is worth about this, you know, in players when you're, when you're making trades, oh, this guy's worth about a first or a late first or whatever. In this league, the value is constantly changing and it's, it's too tough to do that. Um, I, I completely agree with you on Nathan, by the way, because I think that's going to be one storyline, like a narrative, a storyline <laughs> within the league that I'm really excited to just watch what he does with that money because he's going to have, what, two to three times as much more money than anyone else.
1: He, he, just, won, he just won $30 more last night too because he won the we, – We have a, I, I arranged a little bet for me and Nathan, a couple other guys in pigs, to bet on Survivor, and we did a draft for Survivor, we all picked the players. The TV show and, Survivor, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, okay. Uh, wow, that's and, awesome. <laughs> and Nathan's, Nathan's player won. Oh, my gosh. So, not only did I lose there, but Nathan won, which makes it even worse. <laughs> wow. But,
2: wow. Yeah,
1: he's, he's, he's just getting more and more money. Um, one, one thing with the, you know, you talked about trying to figure out the value of draft picks. In this league, draft picks actually end up being money. Uh, do you want to touch on that, how you kind of scaled it so that the draft picks changed to money?
2: Sure, sure. Basically what I did, uh, and Ryan McDowell started doing this with his kitchen sink leagues, and I, I kind of took that example from him and I, I changed it and I made a formula out of it. Basically what I do is the top team gets – $200 or $400 total and the bottom team gets $200 total from the rookie action. Uh, obviously it's, it's divided up between rounds, but the teams in between get a amount of money based on where they stand between that top team and that bottom team. So all the money is, is kind of in a ratio. Like if one team scores, say the seventh place team scores 1710 and the eighth place scores 1705, they will get almost exactly the same amount of money. But if say the 10th place team scores 1650 and the 11th place team scores 1550, there, there's going to be a pretty, a pretty sizable discrepancy in money there. The, the, the lower team scored a hundred less points. So he's going to get a bunch more money. So that kind of evens it out. Like uh, teams teams are, are going to get the amount of money more based on where they finished in relation to the league. Instead of your basic, you know, one through 28, you drop this much each player. Uh, if two teams are close, they're going to get about the same amount of money.
1: And so all that money then gets deposited before the rookie auction in 2017. And then we get to have another another fun auction. Uh, I, I think we missed a, a little part of the auction talk actually when we were talking about that. There was a lot of interaction. I've never i mean i I'm new to leagues that you run, but is that a standard in your leagues or was this league an exception where they were, I've never seen that much interaction in a league
2: well i think I think with any league it's it's not as much about the commissioner as it it is the owners. And we have a really good set of owners. I would say well over half the owners in Capitalist Pigs are very, very active, talkative people. And uh, so that really, really, really helped things. Um, It was an interesting auction for that. It was very active. And I do wonder if I wonder how much of it is the owners. I, I believe that you know it's a good percentage, but I'm interested to in seeing capitalist Pigs too, if it's the same way, because of the way the it, there are just so many strategies to how you play this kind of auction that it promotes talking because everybody's trying to figure it out. And they, it's very tough to figure it out, so people want to talk about it.
1: Yeah, and that was actually even a discussion where people were having a discussion about the discussion. Uh, just because I remember back at that time, we were we were all trying to openly figure it out. Uh, and so, I mean, there was, you know, Vox Chat where everybody's bouncing ideas off of people. And then there's other people saying, hey, 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 like, you know, we <laughs> we don't need that kind of talk because don't tip off other people. I think we all ended up kind of just saying, you know, Hey, we've got to talk about it because right. how else are we going to figure this out? The,
2: the, these are two things that I'm going to include in capitalist pigs 2, And I don't know if I told you this, but uh, because of that, and because the, uh, the tiny amount of animosity that comes from these two things that I feel is completely unnecessary, I'm going to make them completely legal in capitalist Maddie. pigs 2. table talk during the auction absolutely 100% fine. Do it. Nice. Because <laughs> I don't want any animosity, and if everyone walks in knowing it's okay, then it's okay. And tanking. Absolutely tank if you want to. It's your
1: team. Tank if you want to. It's, so. it's, it's going to be – I mean, with 28 teams, it's hard to win. It's going to be so hard with, what is it, 56 teams? Yep. So tanking – I mean, it's one thing if you tank in a 12-team league – and, you know, maybe in two years, you can actually climb back up to the top. Right. If you set yourself at the bottom of a 28 or a 50-16 league, it's going to take a lot of work to climb right. that far back up. I mean, yep. yeah, I, your, your discussion on tanking with Ryan was definitely interesting. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I set up the Empire the way I did, because, Again, like if you want to tank, it's only hurting yourself in the long run. Like the long-term prizes, like you're missing out on way more than just one year of a championship Oh because of the way you have prizes set up. Yeah, the progressive
2: pots, you're putting yourself a couple years behind everyone else.
1: Yeah, and I mean, those are going to end up being probably just about as good of a payout as eventually they'll be paying out more than probably winning the championship. Yeah, you know.
2: Yeah, they will. They will. They definitely will. And my leagues for the for the listeners that don't know, unless I specifically start hating the league and kill a league, which is, <laughs> I can't imagine happening to pegs, <laughs> I have one league that next year will be year twenty six. Another league that next year will be year twelve. Another league that will be year ten. My leagues, I don't. They don't die off generally. So I'm not exactly worried about some of these progressives taking five, six years. That's not a big deal to me.
1: Yeah. I, I don't see this league going anywhere. I mean, they were, if anybody were to actually drop, I, you would obviously have a line <laughs> of people. Yeah. Willing to take over the team. Uh, the, I mean, if, if people want to see some of the interaction, if you didn't see it, when the auction was going on, just go back and search the, uh, hashtag capitalist pigs, you're gonna see GIFs or gifs, whichever you prefer. You're yeah. gonna see you're gonna see people uh, responding <laughs> to the auction moves, and you know immediately on Twitter. You're gonna it was it was entertaining, and that I mean it was really a great way to kick off a league. I know not everybody liked that auction, but it definitely was uh, it was an auction that brings the league together. Uh, you, you end up loving and hating everybody yep. at the end of it. Uh, that's, so many-
2: I think that's, that's a great point that even when you hate it, at least it's like bringing out a feeling in you so that there's like, it makes you active just by, <laughs> even by hating it.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I definitely seen it. I saw more passion <laughs> in that startup than probably any other startup I, I've seen. Just cause like, I mean, it it was, Unbelievable the way people—you can tell some people w- were bidding out of spite from time to time. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there, there would be, you know, uh, for those that don't know, on an on MFL, the auction clock turns red when it gets uh, what is it, like ten percent left in the time or something. I think it's like that? yeah. And I think there were there were people setting alarms. Yep, they uh, definitely <laughs> were. <laughs> on their phone to wake up. And outbid somebody while they were in the red. Uh, I mean, it, was, it was,
2: was really there was legitimate anger if you bid on yeah. someone in the on the red line.
1: Yeah, and what then? What happened? Of course, the the bids and me and you were involved in the quarterback carousel. Yeah, it, it, yeah it, I, I bet you could tell I was getting really, really frustrated. <laughs> I think we both were because well, yeah. this is a this is a super flex league. I don't know if we said that up front, but so quarterbacks to me are worth that time. I love quarterbacks as it is. I love super flex. I think Scott shares that opinion that you pay up for quarterbacks in this league. Especially this
2: one with my strategy. You can tell now that my strategy was load up on quarterbacks and tight ends because everybody else loves the young wide receivers. Yep. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I I'll i pay for quarterbacks and super flex. It's not a common theory, but I like it. And you like it too.
1: Oh yeah. Which, which pitted us against each other. And there was a third part. Was it, was it Carl? Carl. Carl. And I think who, who was, uh, I think it was Jameis Winston, Russell Wilson and Cam, not
2: Cam. No, it's Jameis Russell and Mariota. Maybe. And... Oh, that
1: might've been it. That might've been it. And so every – anytime time one of us – was fourth guy
2: because there was – what? No, I don't remember.
1: There, I think there was three because I was trying – I wanted two of them. <laughs> and that's yeah. what caused the issue. If if all of us would have just stuck to one guy, we would have been fine. But, of mm. course, I got – I was greedy. I wanted two because it's a super flex league. I wanted both of them.
2: You know, so I thought I, that at the time, and, and you say that now. But I just, you, you go back in hindsight, you think <laughs> – All it would have taken was one other person to see that red line and bump one, and we'd all be doing the cycle again. So I don't even blame you for being greedy.
1: It was (laughs) terrible because as soon as one person would get bid up, they would immediately just rotate to whichever quarterback was the lowest priced. They would bid that person up, and then that person would go and bid the next lowest one. So it just cycled for days. I mean, days and days and days until it got so expensive that I – I think I ended up just giving up and losing out, <laughs> losing out on all of them. Uh, and it, you might have you
2: know, won on that deal, <laughs> the way some of them have played.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, didn't you have uh,
2: Brady? Didn't
1: you get Brady? I for got cheap? Brady, and I sold Brady to uh, Terminal Kennedy. Sold him. Sold him for what I hope is a good amount of money. Again, Th- this is the know, beauty was- part.
2: I'm willing to bet that you got more for Brady than you bought him for.
1: Oh, I got way more for Brady. Yeah, he gave me, I think he gave me like his first, second, and third. And I bought Brady for I know it was I was it was double digits. He didn't even break a hundred. Yeah, which, so John John's basically one
2: gonna get a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars for Brady. Yeah. And he paid under a hundred.
1: But I still might have sold too low. That's why that's what's crazy i mean there was at one point there was a waiver claim put in for uh some quarterback got hurt and so his backup was coming in and so both copies of him were on the waiver and both copies went and somebody paid like 70 dollars in their budget and somebody paid zero
2: yep i did that once too for a player somebody paid 75 i can't remember the player but somebody paid 75 on the waivers the waivers ran I went looked in the second copy was available and I picked him up for free.
1: Yeah. And that's just that. I don't, I haven't been on the wrong end of that fortunately, but Oh man, to be that person that pays the 75 and then see a copy go for free. That would, that would, I would be so upset. And then I don't know. I don't know that I could ever cut that player, because just the investment that you've put into that player, right. that mental block of, now I've paid for this. I need to get my money's worth. It's <laughs> gonna be a challenge cutting a player that you paid for. Yep. Oh, it's throwing money away. Let, but you can't let, chase you can't chase bad, good money with bad money or whatever it right. is.
2: Right. <laughs> yep. The <laughs> that is so true because on my team I'm still carrying DJ Foster who I got for three dollars. <laughs> He's on the New England Patriots practice squad, but I paid three dollars for him, so I don't want to get get rid of him yet.
1: Well, he's, t- he's got to be on your taxi too, right? No, because I got oh, him. On your- oh, you bought him after the fact.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I traded for him for $3 after the taxi limit.
1: Oh, yeah. So in this league, you'll see a lot of, like, I bought Sterling Shepard. I straight up paid uh, like $95 for him. Just straight cash. I mean, not real cash, but uh, capitalist pigs cash. That's that's an interesting way to trade for a player. Instead of saying, I'll give you my future first-round pick, I'll give you money. I'll give you money right now. I want that player. I will buy him right now.
2: And that's the benefit of the money rolling over because in a a regular league, you can try to trade blind bidding dollars if the league allows it for a player, but then it's just for this you know, money that you lose at the end of the season. In this, you get to keep that $95 for next year. So people are more willing to just sell you a player.
1: Yeah. It, some people, some people are, some people are not. <laughs> at least not, for, not for cheap.
0: Yeah. This is Scott Peak. Um I'm in Capos Pigs. My team name is the Big Bad Wolf. Um, yeah, this is a great league. I don't bet much since I'm not a good gambler, but I learned the value of big dollars in team building. Uh, money is almost as important as talent in this league. Uh, I'm going to be more judicious with spending, um, and that adds to the complexity of the league and, and the fun too. Um, Scott's also, um, is just such an awesome commissioner. He's he's awesome. Um, it's really a privilege to play in this league. If anybody has a chance to be in a league where Scott's the commissioner, you should take it. He's he's awesome, just a great guy and a great commish. So I'm so glad I, I joined the league. It's a lot of fun.
1: Uh, I, I keep my prices high because I don't want to sell anybody for super cheap. I couldn't get, right. couldn't get anybody to bite, though, on Cole Beasley, which uh, I really thought I'd be able to get a little bit of money out of him before I'm the end so of the day. i so pissed. <laughs> uh, Scott, Scott cut Cole Beasley, and I think I picked him up, like, immediately uh, when I saw that he was cut. This was preseason or maybe week one, like, before he was even decent. And he's still not decent. But in this league where, what do we start, like 10 or 11 players?
2: Yeah, something like that. Ten, I don't know if it's ten, it's 10 or 11. I can't remember which one. You
1: start a lot. So a guy that gets 10 points a week ends up being a functional player.
2: Yeah, in that fifth or sixth flex spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's solid.
1: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get anybody to even give me like 50 bucks for him.
2: Ugh.
1: Ugh. But when I bought Sterling Shepard for 95, I maybe my price, I don't know. Either Bill's price was too low on Sterling Shepard or my price was way too high on the guys I was trying to sell. Let's see. A couple other things in this league, since it is capitalist pigs. We all had to – the whole the whole league is themed. If anybody wants to check it out, ask me or Scott. We can send you the link. It's, it's just even looking at it. It's a fun way to look at it because Scott does a great job on graphics. We all had to name our team something related to pigs. And use a use a logo that is a you know related to a pig, so <laughs> it has changed my thinking. I, I literally don't go out and like when I see a pig anywhere or a reference to a pig, I can't not think about capitalist pigs. That, is, <laughs> That's awesome. Do you awesome. share that, or is that? You know, I, I
2: I think I do, but pigs don't come into my <laughs> life too often.
1: so I don't I, think they do either, but it's crazy how. <laughs> I've come to notice them now
2: <laughs> no but yeah I, I have been to target seen a pig figure and thought about the league yeah that is that has definitely <laughs> happened
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's uh there's some enter, enter, entertainment just in the little things like that so uh, like you said you you've got you know we've got these trophies we've got these prizes we've got all kinds of long-term goals there's a lot of money that flows fake fake and real money that flows through uh, this league just to to keep the budget going it's it's entertaining i enjoy it uh, another aspect that has to do with the money is some of the money goes to charity you want to touch on that
2: yeah yeah, it's it's. I mean, I I shouldn't say it's not a lot because every little bit matters. But one hundred and twenty dollars of all of our fees goes to charity, which I, I've never really done the math on how many how much per team that is. We could, I'm I'm sure we could up it, and like the entire league would be would be fine with it.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody
2: cares. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna actually figure out how much it is per team. Okay, so it's about four and a quarter, four dollars and a quarter per team, which is not that much. But when you get 28 teams, that's 120 bucks that, that goes to charity uh, for one league. And I promote this constantly. But if, if you if you have a fantasy league, you should donate one of your entry fees to charity. Uh, it doesn't have to be my FantasyCares.net charity that I run for. We buy toys for tots. It could be any charity. You'll feel good. You'll feel good. You're doing good, and every little bit counts.
1: Yeah, and that that's become a staple in the leagues that I've created. Now, I, I like that. I think everybody should follow that lead. Uh, everybody that's joined leagues that I run now that have it in there, like I mean, people either hadn't thought about it or once they realize it, they think, "Oh, wow, that's actually." You know, they everybody likes it. I mean, nobody. Yeah. Nobody ever is against it. <laughs> right. It's not vocally because who? Wants to be that? who I wonder to be if a little person? part of that
2: is uh, nobody wants to be the guy that yeah. says, "Hey, I don't like that my money's going to charity here." <laughs> yeah,
1: it but, ends up being not. It's not a huge amount, but no, it's uh, not. I but mean, it
2: does make a difference. Like yeah. a twenty-dollar entry fee in in a league, you can go down to a Toys R Us and buy ten Hot Wheel cars and five Barbies. that and then a bunch of little kids get hot wheel cars and barbies to play
1: with as we're kind of wrapping up here let's touch a little bit on the playoff setup because Mm. that's a little bit different uh it's not your standard 16 get in and the top two get a bye and then you know three plays six how did how are the playoffs set up in pigs
2: the playoffs are set up in pigs where uh the top six there are two divisions of 14 and the top six from each division make it in the playoffs and there's no buys they all play week 1 six teams play week 1 three advance in each division and then in week 2 of the playoffs there's a three-way a three-way game and the winner wins the division and then in week 3 of the playoffs week 16 the the two champions of the divisions play the two second place teams play and the two third place teams play it's it's definitely different than most leagues uh, I wanted to try this out. I thought I thought it was a little more fair, um, but uh, we'll see how it works. I, I like it so far, but we'll see. We'll see how it ends up.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's interesting. It's. It's a little different. The head-to-head can go. You know, maybe you end up getting lucky and you're the team that can only beat one team, and you happen to play them. Uh, but it really sucks to be on the receiving end of that, where you know you. <laughs> You could have beat another, you know, two other teams, but the one team you played beat you. Yeah, uh, that does suck. So, so it makes it a little bit more fair on a way to advance. And then we've also got a, a nice, appropriately named uh, pig slop bowl. There it is, pig slot <laughs> I, bowl. <laughs>
2: before we go to that, I, I just wanted to say with with the way it was, uh, the six teams having it at all play four of us on Twitter were just going back and forth at each other on Sunday about that all play. So, uh, you don't get the head to head, but man, uh, the four of us really, really had a lot of fun with it. I think that might be because of who we are, but you know, the types of owners we are, but yeah, that's, it can be fun to have a few more people to trash talk with.
1: Oh yeah. It it, it hasn't stopped. I, I saw Derek, uh, Send you a nice little a nice little consolation message earlier in the day about didn't you yeah, want to win this league? it's still going, <laughs> still going, <laughs> even it though is, I'm already I, out. I don't know that it'll end. Uh, everybody thought Scott Scott's team Scott went really heavy for some really good players and hit on some uh, more out of the box <laughs> players, <laughs> a, a few deeper players that, that helped him get really far, and so everybody kind of everybody was looking at Scott's first future pick as being a very, you know, one of the, one of the first ones, one of the, one of the very good picks. Uh,
2: Yeah. I ended up second in scoring and first in scoring in my, in my division. Or yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Everybody was handing him the title. And so uh, I I was just
2: calling it (laughs) consistently (laughs) bragging that I was going to (laughs) win.
1: Yeah. And and Derek, uh, Derek, Derek brought called that back today, which which was entertaining. People have memories in this league and do not forget. Right, (laughs) so it it is entertaining, and the the pig slot bowl. That's just the at the time it wasn't named. Um, So with this league, because of the people that are in it, you know, it it speaks to setting your league up with solid owners. You wanted a name for it, and you sent out an email. And it had to be within an hour that you just had tons of options.
2: Oh yeah, the, this league is full of good owners. They had lots of great options. Uh, the pig slot bowl is uh, the what is it? Sixteen teams that don't make it just play for two weeks. Two week total. The winner gets fifty bucks and fifty capitalist pigs bucks, like fifty real
1: dollars and fifty pigs bucks. Which I mean, that's that's your entry fee. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I need to put up a huge, huge number right now. I wish I could trade because I would go out and buy some players to try and win that 50 bucks. Yep, yep. Well, <laughs> we don't have trading in the playoffs. So. Yeah, I, I, I have
2: considered that with, with pigs. I'm wondering if we should allow those arms races. I, I've had a few bad experiences in the past with arms races in the playoffs that have ruined teams. Yeah. So that's why I, I cut off trades for the playoffs only. But uh, I wonder in a league like this if it might make sense to let people do what they do.
1: It would be, I think it would be safer in this league because I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody's going to be upset. <laughs> uh, people are going to be upset when somebody goes out and eyes at a ton of players, but I don't think any, I don't think it would be unexpected. So I don't right. think there would be, there would, I don't think there would be any long term true damage. It's not, this league's not going away. No. Uh, it's not, I mean, but, <laughs> It could definitely change the outcome. I mean week thirteen was the last trade, the last week to trade. And I mean there was there was a lot of talk and there yeah. were there were significant there are a few trades. Of I think, buying.
2: Yeah. I think there yeah. yeah, buying is what it was. I think there was some buying, no real trade. Yeah. yeah, there were there were three or four trades, but it was more money for players.
1: Yeah, people that knew they were in the playoff and it was all right, now it's time to make that push. I'm going for broke. <laughs> and no, uh, it's, it, it's entertaining. It, uh, trading in the playoffs in this league would be extremely dangerous because you know it would be an arms race.
2: Yeah, it really would, would. It really would.
1: I know that it would be that. There would probably be no trading up until then because people would just, <laughs> people would know, man, you're going to get so much money in week 15 or whatever. People I think I would have
2: for- played it differently. I don't, I don't know that I would have uh... – Bought. I bought earlier in the season. I bought Eifert earlier in the season. I bought uh, Jordan Reed earlier in the season. I bought another player. I I think I might have waited till near the end to make my buys. But then again, the price might arise might rise by then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the price will steadily go up as the year goes on. I after just a few weeks, I saw my team was not uh, set up to. It wasn't going to compete this year. I mean, it, I, I don't think I have a terrible team. I'm, I'm that middle class. Uh, so I had to make a decision. So I decided to sell. And like I said, I sold off Tom Brady and I sold off Brandon Cooks. Two guys I like, but the prices I got for them were hopefully good prices. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, is there anything else? I think there's me? one
2: thing that we haven't covered just because we haven't done it yet. So it's not fresh on the mind is that coming up in January and also in August, uh, any team in the league can put a player out there oh, up for that's auction. Right. That's right. Like like if you don't want Cole Beasley, John, John probably does, sounds like John doesn't want Cole Beasley, but he wants <laughs> no, money. No,
1: no, At this point now, I'll keep my – I, I paid nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing for right. him. Right. So.
2: <laughs> exactly. So John paid nothing for Cole Beasley. In January, John can put Cole Beasley up on the auction block, put him out there, and then people will bid on him. I, I'm sure he'll get bids and yeah. John will get that money. Whatever, whatever Cole Beasley goes for, John will get that money.
1: Oh, man. He's one that I probably would have to put up since I yeah. have zero invested, and he would draw some money. Yeah. Yep. And if you get two people trying to go after him, that's just going to oh, – man, I forgot about that. I, I haven't started looking so much to the off season yet. That's going to be fun. Yeah, the – the interesting, I didn't
2: have anything set up for like a reserve for that, so it's a little, it's it's almost risky. Like, like if you if I were to put out a guy, say like Kenny Brett, I would want at least like forty or fifty bucks for him at minimum. But what if he doesn't go for that? I will, you know. It's there's risky. There's risk there.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is. Ooh. God, I wonder. See, like, and I could put up Sterling Shepherd and immediately just flip him. For probably more than what I sold him for. After the year, I think his value is going to go up.
2: I agree. I think oh. if you put Sterling Shepard up, he would could, go for over 100 and you paid 95 for him.
1: Oh, man. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be fun. It's going to yeah. be a fun
2: little auction in oh. January, let me tell you. Because the That's NFL so season won't even be over yet. The Super Bowl won't even have happened yet. We're We'll be doing our off-season auctions, and football will still even be on.
1: All right. Now I'm stoked. Now I'm stoked <laughs> season even more. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to try and copy this league, uh, go for it. Uh, Please do uh, it, copy it, any part of it. I, I'll I, send you the bylaws. Yeah, they are. They're fun to read. If you're into reading that kind of thing, which I am that dork that will read bylaws and find entertainment in them. Uh, it is a little bit how I kind of modeled power hungry. I set it up to be a budget type league as well. And everybody enjoyed that as well. This is my new favorite kind of league, where that money just doesn't go away. It's it's an intriguing element that I think a lot of people is. It's I think it'll spread. I mean, I, if you I ever, do too. Have you I ever really, really seen too. anything like that where it's where it's just this continuous rolling budget? I mean, this is new, right? Like,
2: yeah, no, I've okay. I've, I've I have seen free agent budgets go from year to year. I I heard that exists. I haven't personally seen it but i when i made this league i heard that but it wasn't it was just the free agent budget like in-season waivers i've never heard i've never talked to or heard of anyone tell me that they have a league where all the money rolls from thing to thing that you have a continuous bankroll i've never heard of that before
1: try it try it folks it is it is fun uh, I did not put betting into the power hungry because I, I, I don't know how you're going to keep track of all that. I mean, you've, you've got, great I, I'm working.
2: I'm working out. Yeah. The system we're using works. It's okay, but I'm going to make it better. So it's easier.
1: It, the amount of betting this is, so there's 28 owners in here that are degenerate fantasy football people and degenerate fantasy football people enjoy betting on everything. Uh, let's see so far i've had bets on fitbit steps i've had i i have an ongoing bet with jason uh, terminal kennedy for our activity minutes on our fitbit every single week we bet on that this league is keeping us a little bit healthier i mean people just people throw out bets constantly i don't even do you even know how many bets have been made
2: i could look it up but
1: i don't know i don't know it, off-hand. it's got to be it's got to be hundreds
2: yeah it, i'm sure I'm sure.
1: People, there's a if there's a game on at night and people just want a little bit of action without putting real money on it, betting betting CP dollars. If you have this kind of a a budget system, makes things fun. I set up a a a DraftKings competition that people have been jumping in, where every week we just set a DraftKings lineup and we bet our our capitalist pigs bucks is the entry fee. <laughs> and it's been running since I think I started it in week two. Winning that became more important to me than winning real money on DraftKings. because <laughs> It's just more fun to beat people that you're competing against and stuff. So And also the winning CP
2: bucks. I mean, you know what you're going to use that for. Winning like $5 on DraftKings, you're like, I'm probably just going to reinvest it in DraftKings, you know, do yep. more drive, Or I'll buy, you know, some trinket at a store. So, you know, like – Five bucks in real life is – it's five bucks. It's nice, but you don't know what you're going to do with it. Five bucks in pigs, you're like,
1: yeah, I got five <laughs> extra bucks to play with. Yep, and CP bucks are priceless because, you for now, you can't actually purchase them. Right, <laughs> so, right. So they're priceless. All right, Scott, I appreciate you joining me here. Um, we aren't going to do any out of the league. Sorry, listeners. No, no out of uh, – wait, I'll, I'll ask one. We'll do one. All right. Scott, do you like, uh, because, because we know everybody loves Scott's food takes, what's oh. your take on, and it's, it's around Christmas time, what's your take on eggnog?
2: Love it. I love oh. it. I'm, I'm the worst. However, I like about two to three glasses per year tops. I can't take – it's too rich for me, so I can't take any more than that. But I, I will definitely drink a glass of eggnog. I, and it's not exactly the taste as it is the nostalgia because I every Christmas I would <laughs> drink a glass of eggnog with my dad. And for some reason I get this like nostalgic – every time I drink it, I get this nostalgic thing. But it's – honestly, without that, I don't know that I would because it's just too rich for me. Yeah,
1: I, I, I can't do eggnog. Oh, I just—I can't. I am anti eggnog. My wife buys it. It sits in the fridge because she'll drink. Like you said, she'll drink a glass or two or three. Yep. I don't drink it. Kids don't drink it. And half a gallon of eggnog gets yep. thrown away. That's so. that's
2: the same. That's the same with me. I always buy one of those little ones, and I I have like a glass and never it fin- never finish the job. The carton or whatever yep i'm the same way but i need my one two or maybe three depending on christmas parties i need a glass or two every year just just for that like nostalgia to it
1: oh i'll take uh i'll <laughs> take other things about christmas to bring back nostalgia but, nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right thanks thanks obviously thanks for joining me again uh everybody should know your information but if they don't give it all out one more time
2: I'm at Scottfish24 on Twitter. I have uh, two podcasts, uh, the Bull Rush Podcast. You can find it on pretty much everything. Uh, but, yeah, check it. Look it out on iTunes. And Commission Impossible. Commissioner? No, no. Commission Commission Impossible, I got it. We're laughing because I got it wrong five minutes into the first podcast. <laughs> but it's called Commission Impossible. You can find that on your iTunes, SoundCloud, etc. Uh, this morning it was uh, 69th on the chart on the nice. iTunes chart. Yeah, it was nice. uh, moving up. We had, we had a good first day, so check those out.
1: Nice, I yeah, highly recommend both. They're they're very entertaining. You're gonna get a lot of humor and entertainment on the bull rush it well enjoy that i look forward to hearing it i enjoy the work that you guys put out you're funny and in the co- commission impossible easily will be one of my top new listens so oh, it, thank you thank to, you to me listening to that kind of strategy talk uh that's right in my alley so yep. i i am glad that you guys are putting that out there thanks uh thanks for joining me again scott and uh Everybody else, hope you, en- hope you enjoy this. Oh, as for me, you can try <laughs> I, I give my information. I've forgotten to do that on so many of these. Uh, interact with me. I am at Empire FFL. You can obviously rate, subscribe, uh, all those good things. Review, those are always appreciated. Fantasy Insanity on iTunes, Stitcher. And DynastyHappyHour.com. I appreciate all the uh, all the input and interaction. Thank you very much. Enjoy the insanity.
3: He's the Alkafas, a.k.a. the Pharaoh of Fantasy, a.k.a. your Dynasty President-Elect. Um, work can be found at the dynastytradecalculator.com as the co-host of the Dynasty Trade Calculator podcast. Also a writer and ranker at dynastyleaguefootball.com. Uh, joined the Capitalist Pigs League in a hurry when uh, the first tweet came out by Scott Fish. Anything that Scott Fish puts together is going to be elite um, and different. Uh, jumped all over it, and the biggest thing with capitalist Pigs is that everybody that went into that league didn't have a single idea of what would be the advantage. There was a lot of different, um, I guess, styles and a lot of different um, assumptions that were made, but everybody was going in on equal playing field, not knowing what to expect. And in the first season, it just kind of uh, the cream rose to the top, in a sense, from a planning perspective um in that league so it's it's a breath of fresh air to have new leagues with just the amount of i guess different um you know your atypical league setting um and capitalist pigs two which is coming out here shortly uh with 56 teams four copies of different players uh it's going to be absolutely wild
1: I didn't care. For you, we would
0: zigzag away through the border and pain, occasionally glancing.
1: Of the brothers to blame
0: and watching for pigs on the wing. With the lucky landslides, you can get lucky just about anywhere.